And welcome into Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. The Florida Gators are coming off a just demolishing of South Carolina. Maybe their best game start to finish of the entire year. And we have not joined you since Jaden Rashada, the four-star quarterback from California, flipped from Miami to the Gators last week. So needless to say, Denny, a lot's going on in Gator football land and a lot of positive things have happened over the last week and a half or so. Yeah, I think the last what month of the season has been largely positive. Of course, I mean, you had the loss to Georgia, of course, but... It could have gone the other way. I mean, Brent Cox gets dismissed, you lose to Georgia. Uh, that's why I give Billy Napier a lot of credit. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going. I think Napier's pushing some buttons right now that seems to be working, which is uh, which is a good sign from the sense of, you know, you got a guy who didn't come in make crazy decisions... Thank you for producing so well, Graham. <laughs> um, you got a guy that didn't come in and make these, you know, quick decisions. He saw what his team was and what he felt like he needed to do to win, not just now, but in the development of his program. And he's doing that. And it looks like the team's more comfortable, more fluid, more aggressive at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like all is well. Now that can easily change. Uh, in these next two weeks, but you do have a chance to head into an off season with a, you know, top seven or so recruiting class and and a, and a win streak to end it. All could be well going into the off season. We'll definitely review South Carolina. We'll preview Vanderbilt because there are some odd things about Nashville and it's going to be cold up there. So we'll get to that in a moment. But Rashada, uh, for those of you that watched or listened to Gator Bites last week, I don't know if we could have been any more subtle about something yeah. was coming down the line. Denny kind of knew this uh, 12 hours in advance. We just couldn't say it yet officially. Uh, but go back and listen last week, and you'll catch the little subtle hint that Rashada was flipping. And he did on Thursday night, what, 1130 Eastern, right? Because he's out in California. Um, so many Gator fans woke up last Friday morning very, very excited. Jaden Rashada, you train quarterbacks at six points. You obviously know him. You probably know people that work with him. What are the Gators getting with Jaden Rashada? Uh, very similar to Marcus. They're they're very similar skill sets. Marcus Stokes, Stokes. Yeah, yeah. they're two commits. Um, similar skill sets. Both smooth players. Both really good arms. Um, both guys that need some development in the weight room, and 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 that that's expected. Every eighteen year old needs development in the weight room, right? So I think what's going to be interesting to see is. The progression of those two now that they are together, do they push one another and progress quicker? Um, it's very rare that you have two quarterbacks in one class that are both four-star better guys. Uh, Alabama has it. Florida has it. I think they're probably the only two schools that have it uh, that I know of. Uh, Miami did, but now they don't. Right. Right. Um, so the interesting thing about that is I, I love the dynamic of this when today's transfer portal is – okay, let's get two dogs in here. Let's let them go. Let's let them compete. And then let's see where we are at. we're at in two years. And then at that point, you got a redshirt year. You got your freshman year. You still got three years of eligibility left. 
right? If you want to hit the portal, you go hit the portal. I saw the photo. I think you tweeted out, right, of Rashada and Stokes yeah. at Elite 11. So you got two Elite 11 guys and now committed to your class. You train Marcus Stokes, the quarterback from Nice here in, in our area in, in Jacksonville. Um, based on what you're saying, out of the words in your mouth, some Gator fans had wondered, would he look elsewhere because of Rashada? Sounds like that's not the case. No. No, no. Listen, Mar- if there's one thing about Marcus, Marcus is going to compete. Marcus doesn't. And and I'm not saying that anybody that were, if somebody were to flip, I wouldn't say they're not a competitor. But here's the thing about Marcus. This is Marcus's dream school. This is his dream scholarship. If something is your dream, you don't let go of it that, or, that easy, right? You go attack that crap and you go get it. And that's the way he's looking at this. And he and Jaden are good friends and they get along great. But at the end of the day, there's a competition. And so now there's a little bit more, a little bit faster rabbit to chase if you're Marcus. And so you just got to get to it. So I think he's looking at this the right way. They they get along, which is great. They come in together, which is great. They'll learn together, which is great. But then at some point, you got to put your competition hat on and you got to make that competition make you better. And that's what he's doing. There was a thought, and really not even a thought. It was reality. It certainly appeared to be that – um. Miami was, you know, getting the better of Florida on the recruiting trail. Mario was beating Billy Napier on head-to-head battles, and it had happened, what, five or six times since both guys had arrived. And that happened with Rashada in June, right? He commits to Miami, and everybody's all up in arms, Gator Nation-wise. But then Sharif Denson from Bartram committed to Florida the next day, and the waters started calming a little bit. But the fact that a Miami guy at the quarterback position, obviously— flipped from Mario to Billy Napier. You and I talked about this when we were filling in on the Frangie show yesterday. Call it PR, call it whatever you, verbiage you want to use. That's a good look for Billy Napier, right? I mean, that that he got one over on Mario Cristobal. Yeah, I mean, I think what Napier's doing right now is he's letting everybody know recruiting is the lifeblood of this program as it should be, even though it wasn't the last couple of years. And if you're going to compete against us, we're not going to give up whenever somebody else picks you. So it's, and that's what the good schools do. They don't panic, right? It's middle of July and almost every year, this year is a little different. Alabama's 15th. And then you look up and it's September and Alabama's one. Yeah. Right. And that, that's the good programs develop relationships. They keep going. They trust their ability to scout and evaluate. And if they like a kid, they don't give up until the kid is delivered to that school, enrolled, right? And I think that's what Florida's doing. Florida, you talk about, we've talked a lot about the staff and how big the staff is and what that allows you to do. It allows you to do stuff like this. It allows you to say, okay, he picked Miami, but we still really like this guy and we've got 100 staff members. So you two stay on it. Right. You got to stay on it and we can still recruit effectively everywhere else. When you've got the all fill staff that that Florida has, you can do that. You know, the recruiting game very well. You're basically engrossed in it every every day. The thing about Billy Napier and I'll keep in mind, he got hired in December. So he's been on the job about 11 months. And a lot of these guys, as you mentioned, they build relationships three, four, five years in the making before they get these kids to commit. But in 11 months' time, Billy has seemed to have mastered the art of flipping guys. You could think Marcus Stokes, right, was committed to Penn State, then flips to Florida. Rashada, Miami, flips to Florida. Roderick Kearney here at Orange Park, Florida State, flips to Florida. Go down to Lake City, Columbia, Jaden Robinson, South Carolina, flips to Florida. 
So, you, I mean, that's four guys in a mm-hmm. class of 23 right now that were committed elsewhere that Billy Napier and his staff have gotten to flip over the last couple of months. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's going to be interesting about this staff, you're starting to see it now. What does this class look like at the end? What's the number? How many? Because I, I don't think they're done telling people – hey, it's time to move on. They've had like six guys that right. have been either dismissed or hit the portal. And and listen to this, people. Like You're going to see December 5th, you're going to see a ton of people hit the portal, and there's going to be a bunch of people get their feelings hurt fan-wise. Not just Florida fans, all over the country. Of Well, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Uh, sometimes it's not their choice. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's not the player's choice. There's a lot of players getting getting ready to be told, hey, we appreciate you, but we think maybe you should move on, right? And that, again, not just a Florida all over. So I think Billy knows that number. That's my point, right? Like, he knows what that number is. He knows how many people he's going to sign. Is he going to sign 25? Is he going to sign 30, right? He knows what the portal was going to look like for him. So he, he's he got a good grasp on we can take four more, seven more, whatever it is. And when you have that going in and when you know what you, what you want your roster to look like, then like I said before, you stay true to the guys that you think can help you get there, whether or not they've committed somewhere else or not. Today's Gator Bites podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for the highest quality care. You can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic injury or concern. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com and you can listen for Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good doctor, Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries in sports. Quickly, before we talk about South Carolina, look ahead to Vanderbilt. You mentioned the transfer portal. I look at what Mike Norvell has done at Florida State. He has completely made over that roster in a far better way, not through high school recruiting, but through the transfer portal. He seems to have mastered it. There, you could argue, four out of their five best offensive players in Tallahassee are portal guys. You could argue probably their top three defensive guys well, you count are Jordan portal guys. That? Oh, I didn't even count Jordan. You're right. He's but a portal he wasn't guy. a Norvell guy. Yeah, no, a Norvell guy, but you're right. He was Louisville eventually. So, yeah, their top five offensive guys are portal guys. Their top three or four defensive guys are portal guys. Good recruiting class for Billy Napier, but how vital is the portal going to be this offseason? Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. Of I will 100% take home-developed talent. But in today's day and age, you got to you got to be able to find those two or three pieces each year in the portal. I think Norvell. I think if if you sat down with Norvell and asked him, he don't want to play this portal game the rest of his career. But that's what he's needed to do to get this program where it needs to be. I think he would much rather go. Yeah, we only need one or two. Um, he wants than, four years instead of a two year, one year. Rent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure that's Napier's thing too. But when you're a new coach in a program, a new being anytime in, in within three or four years, there are going to be guys in that program that do not fit what you would have recruited, right? And those guys keep you from signing who you want. So what happens is as those guys start to cycle through, then you start to go, okay, this is who I want, and this is who I recruited, maybe, or I met him along the way when I was at another school. Oh, yeah, let's see if he's hitting the portal. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, he's in the portal. Guys, trust me on this. Y'all can look. No, you're not, you can't look at my phone. But mm-hmm. my phone will tell you, right now, 90% of the texts I get are from schools going, 
Which one of your guys are going in the portal? Weekly reminder, Denny Thompson, Denny Thompson, six points, quarterback training. You uh I've I've seen your phone yeah. and I've seen people that text you. There are a lot of a lot of people that text it's, you that well, it's, are it, big names. It's entertaining. And my point in saying all that is the portal is here to stay and the right formula is still being discussed, but the right formula will always be within the guidelines of your recruiting guidelines. If you like this, this, and this and a recruit, you're gonna like this, this, and this and a portal guy. Mm-hmm. You you don't go sign a guy just because he had success somewhere. You go sign a guy because you see him fitting in and improving what you're trying to install. And that's what Norvell has done so well. Norvell had what he did at Memphis. He wanted to do at Florida State. They didn't have the personnel to do it at the level they need to do it. So he built that personnel with 20, 21, 22-year-old guys. So he didn't have to wait on the development process. Now, if he's developing behind that, he's got something. If you don't have to do that two years from now, if the guys that are waiting their turn developed into Verse or one of those guys – He's got something. So now Napier's got to follow that up the same way. And I think everybody has to follow that up the same way. The reason I bring that up is you and I and Hayes Carline talked about this yesterday. We're seven days away from the regular season for Florida being over. They have Vanderbilt tomorrow. We're recording this the day before. And then they have Florida State a week from today. Um, And then a bowl game. But who knows if Anthony's going to play in that. I would tend to doubt it if he decides to go pro. With the addition of Rashada and the addition of Marcus Stokes, you would have two true freshmen in Gainesville next year, presumably with Jalen Kitna, with Jack Miller, and with Max Brown. So you have five quarterbacks. Are one of those five that presumably will be in Gainesville in spring 2023 the starting quarterback for Florida, or is the starting quarterback for Florida playing on another team right now? Yeah, I don't think one of those five are. I think it's an interesting dynamic because if you look ahead – one, do they all stay? And if they do, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Especially bringing a transfer. you got six scholarship quarterbacks, a, a PWO, and a walk-on. So now you've got a room with eight people in it. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's a big room. Um, but the, the weirder thing about this is if you go through, if they all five stay, you go true freshman, true freshman, redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, redshirt sophomore. That's crazy. And then you got a bunch of guys, probably the person who's taking the most snaps is probably Jalen Kitna, who's taking a total of what? And he's throwing like 10 passes, 15. Right. Yeah. So for those reasons, you have to go in the portal, right? And you only need a guy for a year because then that next year, your room is redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior, redshirt junior. And potentially a five-star in DJ Lagway. Correct. So then you've got a room that's set up for success. They all know the system. They've all been in there for a while. So I, I think... This isn't them telling me. I think you have to go get a guy who's got a year, two years max, and who has seen a lot of football. Florida needs to go find their Jaden Daniels. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And now you look at what Jaden Daniels has done for Brian Kelly, which, look, that's going to be fascinating for Gator fans because if you have to go get a starting quarterback out of the portal, it has worked in the past for some teams. It has completely blown up in the face of other teams. It's kind of a hit or miss situation. We mentioned Jaden Daniels. It worked out very well, but there are a lot of instances where that hasn't worked out. Well, let's give Brian Kelly a ton of credit, too, which I don't think we've ever done on this program. The Jaden Daniels that's playing right now is much different than the Jaden Daniels that played at Arizona State or even the first couple of weeks of this season. Mm-hmm. I watched that Jaden Daniels. I've always been intrigued by him. He was frustrating to watch because he would continuously be late or miss the easy throws. And that's what he was early in the season. 
he was looking to run all the time. Now, Brian Kelly and their staff have him on schedule. He's playing good ball. They're a very dangerous football team. You know, Anthony Richardson, we mentioned two games left. You train Anthony Richardson, have done so for years. I don't think I'm breaking any news here. If he gets a first-round grade, he's probably going to leave. I mean, as of right now, as we're speaking, again, not that you would know any inside info, just a broad thought. Should Gator fans be under the assumption to enjoy Anthony Richardson against Vanderbilt and against Florida State? Because that's probably going to be it. I mean, how am I supposed to answer this? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, right. you, no, you tell me. How am I supposed to? Graham, help me out here. How yeah, am I no, supposed no, to answer no, this? You're, you're putting Danny between a rock and a hard place. Right. <laughs> well, well, let me rephrase He's like, you don't know anything, but well, let me rephrase what should it. we be expecting? <laughs> you have told us all year on this show that he keeps getting first-round grades. Uh-huh. You're not not coming out if you have a first-round grade. That, I guess, is my point. So, Anthony Richardson against Vanderbilt, against Florida State, and then does immediately next Saturday after the Florida State game, do you start looking at the transfer portal? I don't think I'm asking a hard question there. Right, you're not saying anything. I think Anthony Richardson's okay, going thank pro. You. Thank you. I think thank Ryan you. Green, hacker, thinks Anthony Richardson's going pro. I think he has two more games left at Florida. So does that mean a week from Saturday is that when the transfer portal search begins for the Gators? Is it that immediate? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what happens with most schools is around this time of year, you have your list of guys of, hey, here's our wish list, and if they hit the portal, we're going to green light, red light, right, kind of list, and, and you're going to order those lists. And so, yeah, I think they're getting that done now. It's like free agency, right? Because, I mean, the quarterbacks Florida wants, other teams are going to want. Yeah, essentially. And then, How do you compile a list like that? Like, do you have, like, part of your staff that's, like, yeah. watching other games on yeah. Saturdays instead of your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a, you have a, basically it's it's just like the NFL. You have a scouting staff, and they're scouting guys, and they'll identify the guys that they think are would look good in your system. And you have your wants. Like there's some people that will want a younger transfer, from the sense of they'll want three or four years to develop them. Florida's just not in that situation, I don't think, because of how young the room is. They just need a stopgap, right? So I, I think they probably have their list of four or five guys. There's probably not a long list of a bunch of people hitting the portal that's played a ton of football. Um, but they probably have that list, and if those guys move into the portal, whether it's the 5th or whether it's the 12th or whatever it is, they'll they'll jump on them. You know, speaking of Anthony Richardson, let's always get back to the game from last week. Look ahead to Vanderbilt. Um, boy, the Utah game is going to get more cred because it was a top-10 team that Florida beat. I don't think start to finish, though, Florida has played a better game as a team than last Saturday. That South Carolina team is not dog meat. That's a 6-3 and three team that was bowl-eligible already. And Florida beat the tar out of them. Yeah, and and I I agree with you, but did y'all not get the sense like early in that game it could have gotten really bad? It could have gotten much worse. Florida left a lot of points that, out and that, there. That's the only reason why 100%. I'm not saying it was not their most complete 100%. game. Anthony missed some throws and missed some opportunities that you just wanted to see. Um, you just wanted to see that like killer instinct. Just we they could have put fifty up. They yeah. could have. They I'm could still, have put I'm still up. with Hack though. That's the best game they've. Played, oh no, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. But I'm. What I'm saying though is that's not. I think if you're Billy Napier, you come out of that game and and you're happy. But at the same time, you learn a lot about your team. Of yo guys, we could have embarrassed them in the first half. They didn't stop us. We stopped ourselves. The ball was bouncing our way, and we didn't take advantage of it. You know, you're an offensive guy. You train quarterbacks. But you obviously have watched a lot of defense. The Florida defense was awful. 
at yeah. times this year. Just awful. I mean, you, I ripped them unmercifully a couple of times. Just terrible. In the last six quarters, they look like the steel curtain. So what is going on? So we talked about this. I, we talked about this two weeks ago on here. And I was saying you you never let go of a first-year coordinator, right? When there's a defense that looks the same through multiple coordinators, the problem's not the coordinator. The problem's the the personnel, right? And it, it's not even, sometimes it's not even a talent thing. Maybe there's just a couple guys on there who just refuse to do what the defense has set out to do. And it messes everything up. Could so that I, be a guy that happened to wear the number one jersey? Well, I, I think what's happened is they've just found – the right mixture of guys who are in the right places, and they just have to make a play, right? Nobody's having to cover anybody else up because they made a mistake. Everybody's only doing their job, and they're able to do that, and that's what I think's happening. And so I think now going in to next year, you you have a good idea if you're if you're Florida, who those 11, 13, 15, 17, whoever are going to compete on defense, who they actually are, not who you're told should be the guy, but what they actually look like when live bullets are flying. Florida is a win away. Florida State's a win away. Both teams are big favorites. We're having a very interesting game all of a sudden next Friday in Tallahassee. I think Florida State will obviously take care of the Ragin' Cajuns, although it might be a, you know, they're not terrible. They're a billion years old team, but you would expect Florida State to win that game. So they'll be 8-3 and three when the Gators roll in. Florida's got to go to Nashville. And you were talking about this yesterday for the people that did not hear that. There's going to be 35 degrees in Nashville. There'll be 25,000 people in the stands, if that. It's going to be dreary and cold and wet, and it's a noon Eastern kick. That game always gives them problems. Yeah, and, and, and look, the bottom line is you're going to have to bring your own energy in a 25,000-seat, 35-degree game against a team in Vanderbilt that feels pretty good about things after just beating Kentucky last week. So how sticky could this game be tomorrow for the Gators? Yeah, what I was telling you yesterday is I look at this as an amazing opportunity for Anthony in the sense of he's going to have to create energy. Hopefully he doesn't, but hopefully the whole team is at that point maturity-wise where they create the energy needed to play in that game. But if you're if you're Anthony, if you're me looking at Anthony this way, I want to see more energy out of Anthony than I've seen all year. You're playing a team you should destroy um, in an environment that is not ideal in weather that you're not used to, right? No so, Xavier Henderson, we know yeah, that. No, yep, yep. And, and and you're riding a little bit of a win streak. Everybody's feeling good about things. So are you gonna are you just gonna rest on your success here, or are we gonna expand the brand? Are we gonna are we going to make Florida take that next step, or or, or force Florida to make that next take that next step for your Anthony, right? And so I think this is a a big opportunity for Anthony to come up and go. Okay, the first half we're putting this game away. Get on my shoulders. Let's go. And if I don't see that, I'm going to be a little disappointed, to be honest. Like, I think he, that's where he's at maturity-wise right now. Today's Gator Bites podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. We'll certainly uh, do our best to do another Gator Bites next week, obviously with Thanksgiving uh, we'll move it up, but quickly, if Florida State wins to be eight and three, Florida wins to be seven and four, all of a sudden that game a week from tonight in Tallahassee is much more compelling than it was a month ago. Who is that a bigger game for? The Gators or the Knowles next week? Florida State. I think so too. Having said that, people really like what Billy Napier and the direction that he's going. 
the one negative thing I've heard, and I think it's fair, you don't really want to lose to Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and Florida State. You would go 0 for against the rivals in year number one. And I, I think it's going to be a tough putt for Florida because, look, Florida State's very good. If Florida were to win out, though, beat Vandy tomorrow and beat Florida State a week from tonight, my gosh, the momentum that would cause. Well, I think it's a big game for either, but I think there's more pressure on FSU just because they haven't had the recent success against Florida. And Norvell's got a two-year head start. Right, right, and it's at home. It's going to be a night And this game. version of Florida State should be this version of Florida. They match up well. They definitely match up well. Um, it's Florida's... But to the, to the typical fan eye... Yeah. This Florida State team should win. That's what I'm saying. For, Florida State, the matchup against Florida more favors Florida State just because what they do offensively and where Florida has struggled this year defensively, um, that's, a, that's a tough combination. Big receiver, multiple backs, an elusive quarterback, that hasn't worked well mm. for Florida, right? So I think that's the thing that – but, you know, I, you can flip that. If Anthony's on his game, does Florida State have anything for him defensively, right? So I, I I think it's I know it's not the number two versus number seven matchup we used to have, but it is super intriguing. It's there's a lot that goes into that game, and it's a Friday night game, which is the first time there's a little different with that. So yeah, I mean I think it's going to be if they both win this week, one of the most hyped up Florida Florida State games we've seen in a long time. It'll be fun. There's no question about that. All right, it is. Not exactly a great week in SEC football. This is that week we always kind of dread. We'll get to our Florida Vandy prediction in a moment. Quickly, um, one of your guys that you've trained, the reason I bring him up is they play Auburn this week. That that Auburn team won last week with Cadillac Williams. It's a good win over Texas A&M. I like that Western Kentucky Auburn game. Now I don't. It's on the SEC Network. It's at four o'clock. That Western Kentucky team throws it all over the place. And as far as Auburn goes. Cadillac Williams coming off a big win over AM. Auburn's not going to lose to Western Kentucky tomorrow, are they? I mean, they could. I mean, Western Kentucky scores a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, Western Kentucky's got a good team. They're not as good as what they were last year. Um, I don't think, like, offensive line-wise, stuff like that, they're, as, they're younger, I guess is what I'm saying. Be a good but test for dangerous. one of your guys. Though, yeah, right? Austin you've, Reed. You've trained is, Austin Reed. Austin's my dude, and, and we have one at Auburn as well, holding Gurner. Yeah. Um, but but Austin's had a phenomenal year. You know, I talked to him this week, and he's like, "Man, that Auburn front seven's legit." Yeah, they're, they're, this is the only reason they haven't been blown out of every game, right? Is that front seven? So it's a good test for for Auburn, but it's a great test for Austin, who's got you know NFL aspirations to go into an SEC stadium and and see what he can do. Ole Miss goes to Arkansas. Um, you wonder where Ole Miss is mentally after losing that game to Alabama. Now they got to go to Fayetteville. Kind of like Arkansas in that game. Coldest game in the history of Arkansas football. Oh, will it be? This this weekend, yeah. I think they're saying low to mid-20s. Arkansas needs this one, too. It would kind of yeah. maybe save their season no, a no little doubt. bit. No doubt. I mean, I, I mean Arkansas, uh, Arkansas needs to calm down. Arkansas's fan base needs y- – y'all got the right guy in place. Oh, they're mad with Pittman? Yeah, y'all got the right guy in place up there, and, and let just let that man do his work. I don't know what to make of South Carolina because, again, Florida beat them all up and down the field. Tennessee goes to Williams-Brice tomorrow night. Is that sticky for the Volunteers? No. You don't think? I know exactly what to make of South Carolina. They're not very good. No. They're not very good. They don't, they don't have the depth that it takes to compete deep into an SEC season. And maybe Beamer can – it's the same story it's been with South Carolina 
for as long as South Carolina's had football, right? So maybe Beamer can turn that around in a couple years, but no, I I don't think that's an issue for Tennessee. Tennessee showed me something last week in that Missouri game against a very good Missouri defense, and they just ripped them apart. Georgia goes to Kentucky. That's the 330 game on CBS. Kentucky, look, I mean... (laughs) Well, you talk about bigger, not in the country, but maybe in the conference. Them on the East, A&M on the West. The two biggest disappointments, I think, with the expectations coming in. I mean, they're staring six and six in the face, potentially seven and five. Um, Does Georgia have any trouble in Lexington tomorrow? Yeah, I I think they do. I think they do a little bit. Again, you know, it's going to be a pretty common theme across the country with the weather this weekend. And so you're you're looking at two defenses that play very similar football. I was so just taken aback by Vanderbilt driving 80 yards on them to win the game no, last I, week. I, I understand. I, I don't know enough. Like, I don't know Stetson. How is Stetson going to play in cold weather? How big are his hands? Like, that. I, I don't know those answers. This is a great chance for Will Levis, though. This yeah. is a huge chance for Will to go, this is why I need to be drafted in the top five. And, and you know, you just put that on top of very cold and windy conditions. And, yeah, there's there's a avenue for a good game. I don't think there's an avenue for an upset. I don't think that's in the cards. But I think it could be entertaining. And then, By the way, happy birthday, Carson Beck. Turns 21 on that day. Oh, good. Yeah. Happy birthday to him. Absolutely. Celebrate it in freezing weather in Lexington. When Stetson leaves, or when uh, or Stetson, when Stetson yeah. Bennett leaves, um, is Carson Beck in line there? Or oh, yeah. yeah you think yeah, so? Yeah, I think so. So you think Carson will be the starting quarterback in 2023? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've given him almost every snap beyond what Stetson's done. He's performed really well. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, I, I don't think It's rare that he stayed there this entire time. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the transfer portal, yeah. obviously. Uh, if he were to get a chance, that'd be a great story. Well, I mean, if you're him and you got the talent that he's got and you know you're the guy next year, why would you leave? Yeah, I, I mean, you're, it's not like you're going to go somewhere and, and have the opportunity to throw to more talent or be blocked by for a better offensive line or have a better support in defense. Pretty good situation to stick into. Finally, all right, the Gators in Nashville tomorrow. They are a 14-point favorite going in. Again, 35 degrees is what they're saying. How many people are going to be there? A very early kick. It's going to be gloomy and wet and just nasty. I think Florida wins the game, but I got to be honest, I don't know if I would take the 14. I think I might uh I see this more maybe 26 16 something like that. Yeah, I'm the opposite. You think Florida yeah, blows them? I, th- I think Florida blows them out. Wow. I think they get off to a quick start. I think Napier has the guys ready. They just got they got dressed people at wide receiver. They just don't have a lot of guys. I, I understand, but if 15 wants to run, who stops him? Right. No, I get it. But I mean, and you, they just rush for a million yards. Some of those young guys looked pretty good, too. Yeah, they huh? have, but you're without. Some of those young guys have looked pretty good. Well, and, and I you like get, Douglas a we lot. Just, we just talked about the weather. I mean, you look at what Florida does best, they run the football. Yeah, that's true. You know, and Osiris Torrance is going to be a first round pick. And, and those, those first round pick offensive linemen like weather like this. Yeah. So I, I just don't think Vandy has an answer for him. I really hope Xavier Henderson's healthy for Florida State because I do not want to go in there with. Caleb Douglas and Marcus Burke and those guys. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what they got. I mean, this is your last game. I'm kind of not... with Denny on this. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've seen plenty of Xavier Henderson, and I've never been impressed. Could not possibly disagree more. That's yeah. what makes the world go round. Yeah. 
So, but I just think, you know, you look at, we, we complain about the lack of production of wide receiver with Xavier Henderson and with Justin Shorter and with Trent Whittemore and with all these guys. But that's why we're saying, let's see what. Right. Else right. But if those are clearly the best guys they have, which they have been, because those are the guys that have been playing all year. And now these young guys are playing, not because they're earning time, but because Shorter got hurt, Whittemore transferred, and Henderson's out. That's the concerning point to me. Why haven't we seen Caleb Douglas and Marcus Burke? A month and a half ago, if well, they were I, I being mean, better on the practice field. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 99% of the time, that's how it is. But every now and then. The Hinden, coaches Hinden aren't Hooker always right with who they're playing either. Yeah, Hinden Hooker pops up and Milton gets hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every now Kyle and then Trask you find was that guy. benched because of Felipe right, Franks. If, right. like, if Caleb Douglas turns out to be the Hendon Hooker. No, 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 okay. See, why, like, why you got to do that? That's not what we're saying. That's you know exactly that's not, what you just said. No, because we're, no, we're saying, saying Xavier Henderson is that guy. average. Yeah. But, but the point... The bigger, I, think it's, I think it's the reality of the situation, and you guys are trying to make the best of it. No, no, no. You, no. No. You just said that you haven't been impressed with the receiver. No, I'm, no, what I, no I'm saying we talk about not being impressed with the best guys that they have. Yeah, the receiver position is not strong. Right. So, But those best guys now are either leaving the team or hurt, so now you have to go even further down the depth chart. Well, let's see what they got. Agreed. I mean, that, that's, that's I, I where we see, are. Right? I want to see against Florida State in that environment, I want to see a young guy step up. I want to see a young guy go, yeah, y'all don't need a number one receiver. I'm already here. Right? Like that. We know what we've got with the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I want to see Caleb Douglas and Marcus Burke, too. I'd just rather see Xavier Henderson on the field with them yeah. in Tallahassee. That's which maybe why they're holding him out against Vanderbilt. Uh, tomorrow, but you think you think Florida covers the fourteen? No I do. problem. Yeah, I do. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we will move uh, Gator Bites up next week. Obviously, Thanksgiving. If you're not with us next week, if you're traveling, happy early Thanksgiving to you. But we will try to knock something out either next Tuesday or next Wednesday to preview the Gators and the Knowles Black Friday at Dope Campbell Stadium. He is Denny Thompson. That's Graham Marsh. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. Thank you for watching and listening to Gator Bites on 1010XL.com and on the Florida Gator. 1010XL Facebook page.